our opening hymn number 461 in your hymnals, I Know That My Redeemer Lives.
We read Psalm 23 together responsively as it is found, as it is found printed in your bulletin. The Lord is my shepherd. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Glory be to the Father and to the Son, as it was in the beginning. Amen. Please be seated. The Old Testament reading for this morning is taken from Isaiah chapter 54, verses 9 through 10. Verse 10 was Anne's confirmation verse. To me, this is like the days of Noah, when I swore that the waters of Noah would never again cover the earth. So now I have sworn not to be angry with you, never to rebuke you again. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. This is the word of our Lord. The second reading is taken from Revelation chapter 7. 
After this, I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count. From every nation, tribe, people, and language, standing before the throne and in front of the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living creatures. They fell down on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen, praise and glory and wisdom and thanks and honor and power and strength be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the elders asked me, These in white robes, who are they and where did they come from? I answered, Sir, you know. And he said, These are they who have come out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Therefore they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tent over them. Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them nor any scorching heat. For the Lamb, at the center of the throne, will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of living water, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. This is the word of our Lord. Please rise for the reading of the Holy Gospel. Please be seated. First, we have a hymn to sing.
please stand for the reading of the Holy Gospel. The Holy Gospel for this morning is taken from St. John chapter 10. Jesus said, My sheep listen to my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. No one can snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all. No one can snatch them out of my Father's hand. This is the gospel of our Lord. Please be seated.
please. Dear God, may the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Grace, mercy, and peace be yours this morning from God our Father and through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. And so to, and so to Paul and Brian and Jonathan, Joel, and Kathy, dear family and friends of Anne, I never had the opportunity to meet her, although I wish that I really had. But even though I had not yet met her, all I needed to do was speak with her family and with her friends to know what kind of a person that Anne was. That she loved her family. That she loved music. And we, in fact, today are singing some of her favorite hymns. She loved education, specifically education that's centered in Jesus. She taught at our own school for many years and led many to the saving knowledge of Christ as their Lord and Savior. Which leads me to the most important thing about Anne, that she loves her Lord, and the Lord loves her. Though she is gone from us physically, she is now in the presence of her Savior. She can actually touch him in his body. She can touch, just like Thomas did, the holes in his hands from the nails that hung him on the cross. She can actually see the wound in his side that came from the spear that pierced him to make sure that he had breathed his last. She can look into the eyes of the Messiah and see the man that her faith, the rock in her life, was in. She can see the man that she, through her efforts as Christ's servant here on this side of heaven, led so many to, as she lived as an example of a saint. Not saintly through anything she had done, not saintly because she was well-liked, and she was, not saintly because she worked at a Christian school, Not saintly because she told so many about Jesus. Not saintly by anything she had done. But saintly and sainted. Because as our text this this morning from Revelation says, Anne was washed in the blood of a lamb. And he created her and he created in her a, a clean, right, and renewed spirit. The Holy Spirit within her. In short, Anne is a saint because the blood of Jesus and only the blood of Jesus and the empty tomb and only his empty tomb has made it so. Which leads me to a very curious scene that happens to take place in the chapter that immediately precedes the one from this morning in Revelation chapter 6. This is what John records. When he opened the fifth seal... I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the witness they had borne. They cried out with a loud voice, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Then they were each given a white robe and told to rest a little longer until the number of their fellow servants and their brothers should be complete who were to be killed, as they themselves had been. The author, Chad Bird, has this to say about this scene. 
He says, we tend to picture the saints who have gone before us as enjoying the celestial equivalent of a never-ending of, of never Caribbean vacation. But that is not the image of Revelation. At least not for the martyrs of the church. John sees under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the witness they had borne. And just what are they doing there under the altar? They cried out with a loud voice, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? It's a startling image. And one also that should correct our unbiblical Caribbean daydream. The saints are praying. They are not yet where they want to be. Only after justice is complete, only after the return of Christ, the resurrection of the body, and the establishment of the new heavens and new earth where righteousness dwells, only then will the voices of the saints utter only praise. Until then, their voices still blend with our own. They are with Christ, to be sure. They are safe. But they still pray for the Lord to act, to act justly, to do what he has long promised to do. Anne is with Christ. She is safe. But she prays with us still because the culmination of her faith, the culmination of what Jesus has set out to do through his birth, his miracles, his healings, his death, and his resurrection has not yet been completed. This, I think, is an important message for us here this morning. Our loved ones, to be sure, are no longer in any pain. Alzheimer's no longer affects Anne. No longer does Anne have any reason to cry or to mourn things that have happened to her or those she loves. No longer does she hunger or thirst, but she, like all of the saints who have died in Christ, are not yet where they want to be. And so why does this matter? It matters that we sing hymns like, I know that my Redeemer lives. It matters because the resurrection of Jesus matters. As Paul writes, if Jesus has not been raised from the dead, then you and I are still in our sin. Yes, Anne is with her Savior. She is safe. But she was given this promise when she became a baptized child of God. That she would be a new creation. And this matters a great deal to Jesus. It matters because Anne, like all of us, was known by God even before she was born. It matters because her Lord still has the intention of fulfilling his promise to her. That once again she would be made in the image of God. And God is faithful. And he who is faithful will do it. This is really what it means to have faith in God. To trust in his promises. Anne trusted that when God promised to make all things new for her, that he would do it. Anne trusted that when God promised her that he would be with her to the end of the age, that he was. 
Present was he in the sacrament that she took. Present was he in the word that she read. Present was he on December 4th, 1938, when God spoke these words to sin, death, and the devil on her behalf. Depart, you unclean spirit, and make room for the Holy Spirit. Present he is now with her in heaven. Her confirmation verse reads this, For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you, and my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. Through everything that Anne underwent in her life, the steadfast love of her Lord never left her. Paul put it perfectly in Romans chapter 8 when he wrote this, For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels or rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And the unwavering, the unchanging, And the resolute covenant, the promise of peace, was hers in Christ. As he spoke these words to his disciples at the Last Supper, and as she heard them spoken to her at the altar of the Lord, this is my body given for you. This is my blood shed for you. For the forgiveness of your sins, for this is the new covenant in my blood. The blood that has forgiven Anne. The blood that has forgiven you and I. The blood in which she was washed. The blood that has made her a saint with us. The blood that makes her a saint now. The blood that is the promise of new life to come in Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Please stand. We recite the words of our Christian faith together using, that, using those words of the Apostles' Creed as is found printed in the back cover of your hymnal. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead, he ascended to heaven, and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. O God of gr- O God of grace and mercy, you have knit your chosen people together in one communion in the mystical body of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Give to your whole church in heaven and on earth your light and your peace. Grant that all who have been baptized into Christ's death and resurrection may die to sin and rise to newness of life, and that through the gate of death and the grave we may pass with him to our joyful resurrection. Grant to your faithful people pardon and peace that we may be cleansed from all our sins and serve you with a quiet mind. Grant to all who mourn trust in your loving care that casting all their sorrow on you, they may know the consolation of your love. Help us, we pray, in the midst of things we cannot understand to believe in and find comfort in the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. God of all grace, you sent your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to bring life and immortality to light. We give you thanks that by his death he has ended the power of death, and by his resurrection opened the kingdom of heaven to all believers. Ready us in the assurance that because he lives, we shall live also, and that neither death nor life nor things present nor things to come will be able to separate us from your love, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, One God, now and forever. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting in his promises, we are bold to pray together. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Please be seated. This does conclude this portion of the funeral service for this morning. We continue at the graveside. We invite any and all uh, to join us there right outside of these doors.